What is going on? My name is Taylor, and this podcast is called Who Knows? A podcast that works to answer the simply complicated questions of life and promote a life of self-love, mental health, and creating your own normal. Don't worry, we are just as lost as you are. Hello! Welcome to episode 8. We are so happy to have you here, and we can't wait for you to hear all the good stuff that we have in store for you. Wow. Was that like a airplane speech? I'm like, hello, welcome to the show. Like, this is like a friggin' theater show. One day, maybe this will be a live show, though. That would be amazing. Ah, the dreams I have. Speaking of dreams, I have an announcement for you guys. Um, I bet you can't guess what it is. You know, uh, just still hoping for some reviews from all of you fantastic listeners. They're always amazing. We always love to see them. I'm just going to throw this out there again. We talked about this, I think, in the beginning of the season. We have buttons that were made for the show with the show artwork. Casey from episode six, Casey and the Bear, you know, the girl with the buttons. She helped us make them. And they're amazing. And here's the deal. If you submit a review and then send us an Instagram message or an email with like a little picture or like screenshot of your review, we will send you a button and they're awesome. They're the perfect accessory for any jacket or backpack or purse. You know, you'll love them. So get those reviews in. They are really, 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 really helpful for the show and it helps us become more discoverable so that we can grow the fam, which is like one of the things that is another one of my dreams. Live show will grow the fam, then live show. It'll happen. For it to happen, you need to get those reviews in. So give us a review. We will love you for that. So we have a segment on the show called The Things, and it's where I take a minute to talk about a few things I might be super into right now, exciting things that have happened, like events, accomplishments, or sometimes stuff that might be really difficult right now. And the thing this week is a thing that I'm super into right now. I'm going to plug a podcast that literally does not need my help at all because they're already so cool. But listen, if you're a fan of The Office and you haven't checked out the Office Ladies podcast with Angela Kinsey and Jenna Fisher, you gotta do it because it is seriously the ultimate podcast for the ultimate Office fan. I'm super into anything of things that I like that is like behind the scenesy or inside scoopy kind of things. You know, just anything that allows you to dive into the behind the scenes stuff of something that you love. I love that so, so, so much. One of my favorite things, probably why I'm super into theater is like making the behind the scenes stuff happen. I'm like super into seeing how that happens. I watch The Office every day, every night. It's a comfort to me for when I'm feeling anxious. It just kind of feels like I'm around people when I'm not. Um, so not only is it awesome to watch the episodes that they've talked about all the behind the scenes stuff on and look for the things that they talked about, but now when I watch, because they're like only on a couple of episodes in season two and there's nine seasons of the office and so i'm like you know i think i'm like watching like season four right now and i'm like looking at stuff and i'm like man i cannot wait to learn more about that or like i notice like background stuff because they talk about a lot of background stuff in the podcast and it just really makes watching something that i love even more fun to watch so if you're into the office check out office ladies podcast i love it message me about it let's talk about how much we love it check it out it's the best 
All right, so let's get into it. Let's get into who I hung out with this week. And I hung out with Tori Silver. You're like, that name sounds familiar if you listen to the show. Let me let me, let me tell you a little bit about her. Uh, Tori and I go way back. And her and I and Marissa from episode five and also from episode four of season two, we all go way back from our days at summer camp. Yeah, I was a summer camp kid for like a really long time. Tori, Marissa, and I were all in cabins together as campers and as counselors. And we had so much fun with all of our friends every summer for years and years and years in the mountains of Pennsylvania. Tori herself is originally from Ohio and now lives in Boston. Tori works as an assistant media producer and she edits audio and video. Super cool. I know about editing audio. That's some fun stuff. Again, like I said before, you're like, wait a second. Why do I know this name? Uh, You know where we say outro and transition music by Tori Silver? This is that Tori Silver because not only does she do her video and audio editing but you can also find her rocking out all over Boston playing her guitar and sharing her amazing music that she also shared with us to be our transition and outro music and we love it so in this episode we talk about Tori and her music career we talk about how she found that she loves playing the guitar uh, what her inspirations are for her music what she loves about playing music some of the challenges and you know what it is like in the world of pursuing music. So here it is. Here is Tori Silver and I talking about making music. Tori Silver, it is so great to be talking to you. I feel like I haven't talked to you in forever. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It was a little cold and windy today and I take public transportation. So that part was a little but you know the rest of the day was awesome yeah you know it's actually crazy because it's really windy here too and we were at the grocery store today and I like kind of almost fell over because of how windy oh let me tell you I was leaving the grocery store too and I was having like a nice conversation with someone and we were walking and then all of a sudden we turned the corner and all this wind came bursting out we both (laughs) screamed because it just came out of nowhere (laughs) Yeah, and so you're in, like, Boston, like, in the city area of Boston? Yeah, I'm in the city. What is that like? I've, I've only been to Boston once, and it was when I was, like, 10, and so I don't really remember a lot of it. Is public transportation, like, the main way of getting around there? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you can drive. It's not a very big city, but traffic is just a bust, so usually public transportation is usually the easiest way. <laughs> So this is a question that I ask all of my guests, or at least I have been this season. Who is, insert name here. So who is Tori Silver? How would you answer that question? Let's see. I think I would say I'm Tori Silver and I'm someone who's open to whatever right now. I feel like I want to learn more things and do more things and, I don't know, learn to create more so I think at the moment, I feel like I'm pretty flexible on who I, well, I guess I, who I want to be. But um, for now, right now, I'm just Tori Silver and I'm happy to be here. <laughs> That's, uh, you know what? Knowing you for as long as I've known you, I feel like that, <laughs> that should be on any business. If you ever have a business card, it should be, I'm Tori Silver and I'm happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I, had to, I feel like that is a way that a lot of people would describe you because you just do always have a smile on your face as long as I've known you. <laughs> And I do actually want to say that what you said about like wanting to learn more and stuff like that. I was thinking today about how 
I really need to like start reading more like not even just nonfiction, educationally like book wise but like I feel like there's still there's a lot of stuff to be gained from fiction as well like that stretches your mind in a different way and like helps you learn new words and stuff like that I feel like my vocabulary is like not great at all and like so I'm glad that there are other people that are also like I want to learn new things and I want to like expand like what I know because that's something that I feel like I've needed to work on too oh yeah my sister read like 60 books in the last year and I'm like ah how does anyone have time for that (laughs) I know she it was probably like half like audiobooks but still she gained that much more knowledge yeah so Speaking of audio, you work in audio with your your day job and you also create audio by being a musician. So what made you start doing what you're doing? What made you want to, you know, pursue a career in music? When did it all start, if you will? Sure, sure. So I think, I mean, I was in college and I was like performing just like open mics and small little shows and like a lot of people I don't think I was planning to pursue something like that just because nobody is hard and nobody gets work that way and la 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 it's just to do for fun but it's not to do for for your future but I remember after I graduated this one guy that I knew from school he was planning on trying to pursue music and I was like well wait if he's planning to pursue music, I don't want to pursue music because I never, I just never really thought it would be like, like a, it was never tangible. Like I couldn't actually do that. But then I was like, once I heard somebody else was going to try to do it, I'm like, oh, okay, I can try to do this too. Yeah. And I'm not doing it full time. As we talked about earlier, I have a, another job. And so, but you know, I'm still performing quite often and like I have a band, so it just, you know, I'm still doing a lot with it. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of funny to think about the fact that, first of all, the fact that we're fed so much the idea that a creative career is not realistic like doing this thing that we're really passionate about as our job people are like oh what's your backup what's your fallback what's like you know and like there's like all that kind of talk around careers in the creative realm and I'm I guess I'm just now realizing I mean I've you know it's probably crossed my mind many times but as we're having this conversation I'm realizing how that is that's such crap like that's not that's not fair. The idea that that's like that's what we're told so often. Yeah, that it's so impossible that you could never do it. And I don't know. I was talking with a friend tonight. It's like, why couldn't it be you? It's like you know, you know, there's always a possibility that it can be. And well, one thing I actually learned. There's this author Elizabeth Gilbert, and I think she's awesome. She writes like a lot of cool books, and um, one she wrote was called Big Magic, and something that. When it's all about like living a creative life. And one thing she said was like, never put like so much pressure on your dreams. Like if it's not a good time for you to like do whatever your passion is full time, like don't make that, don't put so much pressure on it that it's like you end up hating it because you just, you're just scrambling. So it's like right now I know where I'm at is like, I can't do it full time, but it's like, I'm still living it. I'm still doing it. And you know, the time ever rolls around where I can do it full time. Sure. I'm going to do that. But I'm not going to like pressure what I love the most to like sustain me if it's not right at the moment. Oh my gosh. 
add that to the books that I need to be reading because like, yeah, like I feel like that's information that I need to be hearing right now. Cause it is like you do put like, I mean, even with who knows, I put so much pressure on myself to be like, this is what I want to be doing. And like, this is how I'm going to do it. And like, you know, and it, and I do have a lot of days where it's like, I feel emotionally like I'm beating myself up a lot. Yeah. Cause it can be really draining. It's like, and I love this, but it's like, it's really hard to like do what you love. You know, in that whole conversation saying that like, oh, those careers are difficult. I think that the idea of discouraging people from even trying is really crappy, but it is, it is hard. Like it is really hard work. I will give the naysayers that like it is really hard work, but I think that like it is still something that a is a career that is is possible and like if your heart feels that you shouldn't just like throw it to the side because people say that it's that it's too hard and it also is a career that is worth being compensated for like there are so many digital artists and like we have a mutual friend who is an artist marissa who was in this season actually those artists should be paid for the work that they're doing and like you know and there's just like so many things about like that creative realm of work that like yes it's hard but like you know it's not it's still worth doing yeah yeah definitely it's always worth doing and if yeah you just do it when you can and how you can and as ably as you can and just never push yourself over the limit where it's like all like whirling around in a big tornado like you can't handle everything yeah I have a question tell me why you feel you felt like once somebody else you knew was doing music like or trying to pursue music that that was the the thing that was kind of the catalyst that made you feel like you could do it sure I think part of it was that I think him and I were on sort of like the same level almost like we both were really into it and you know people would come up to both of us like hey that was really sweet blah 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 I mean I wasn't ever planning on pursuing anything but then once I heard and I was like oh, I'm probably not even good enough and then once I heard that he was I was like well I know I'm just as good as he is so why can't I do this as well so I mean maybe it is that little bit of like bah I can be the best and or I don't know maybe I don't think it was that but it's just I don't know just hearing about someone else actually doing it really helped and I think it's awesome that your thoughts went to oh I'm just as good as they are like I can do it too whereas I know myself enough to know that sometimes when I hear about somebody else doing something I'm like oh I'm terrible like I suck I could never do that and like my thoughts start to immediately go negative and so I think that it's really amazing that you were like I'm just as good as this person and like went really positive with that. Yeah, I know. I don't really know where that came from. I'm not usually like that. I think typically I'd kind of go more where you are. But when it comes to music, I guess, I guess it's like, I think everybody should have a little pride in what they do. And it's like, I know I'm pretty good. I mean, I know I'm not bad. So <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that sounds, maybe that sounds like I have a huge ego. Sometimes I'm like, I know I'm good. But before I, before I say that to somebody else, I have to be like, I don't want this to to sound the wrong way, but and like I'm like sorry for complimenting myself, but it's such an interesting like inclination to apologize for 
being nice to yourself about something. Because that's what we want, more like self-acceptance and more like happiness within yourself. But we all still feel that need to be like, ooh, should I say this? I don't know. Yeah, it feels it feels unnatural to say something nice about myself. Oh my God, I'm laughing. I'm laughing about that. But like, that is seriously like something that is part of why I do this show and like something that I think we need to change. And like, I mean, you are good at it. So yeah, why not? Just say it. Thank you. Oh man. So when did you start playing guitar? When did like, did you start in college? No, I actually started Taylor. You might know the story. I started playing at summer camp when I was like 12 years old. And Taylor and I were in a music class together called School of Rock, and I signed up and I was like, I really want to play the drums to the teacher, and he's like, yeah, definitely, you can play the drums, and I was like, sweet. That was like my childhood dream, and it's still my dream to play the drums, and so the first day of class, I got there, and the teacher, Will, hands me a guitar, I'm like, what? I didn't say anything, but in my head, I was thinking, I'm going to drop this class and like go take boating or swimming or whatever. And so I ended up sticking with it and it was awesome. And I learned so much. And that's, I really, I don't know, because I took piano lessons growing up and I never really quite connected with the piano, but I connected with the guitar really easily. And then I got home from camp and then I just started taking lessons and I just continued playing ever since. I have so many fond memories from that class. That was like one of the, I mean, I, I never ended up pursuing anything musically, but I just, i that was probably one of my most favorite memories from when we were at camp together was when we did School of Rock. It was a blast. <laughs> oh, so what are some of your favorite things about playing music, making music, writing music, music in general? What is what what is the passion behind what you do? Like, what do you what do you love most about all of it? Oh, that's a hard question. I think something that I really love is just like when you find the right chords like I don't know I always try to do something a little funky and when I'm like playing a couple scales and then I just happen to play a couple notes that just sound a little funkier but have this really nice sound like that feels so good to like find a brand new sound that just sounds really right and then when you can like keep building off of that and finding what connects and I I don't know if that's the whole reason I love music, but I really love that feeling when you're like on to something new and then you like see the potential in it. Yeah. 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 There, there is a specific part of a song, one of your songs that is like probably one of my favorite, like little musical things that you've created. Hopefully, hopefully you'll know what it is. It's the, the, I forget what song it's in because you I I when Wait, I listen to your music on yeah yeah it's like it's like the oh yeah it's like a it's a slow it's like I don't think the whole song is slow maybe it's what are you holding but maybe not is it human hopes maybe that's what it is because mm-hmm. it's maybe. slower but it can get a little bit louder. The silence outside 
So what what are some of the other things that you love about making music? Making music, I mean, maybe this is something that everybody loves, but I really like sharing it. It's fun to share it to an attentive audience, which doesn't come around so often because a lot of the time you're in a space that's like people are still talking or whatever. So it's really fun to go and just like have a small crowd that like listens and it just like, even if they're not enjoying it, who the heck knows, but you can just tell that they're listening. Actually, bringing our friend Marissa back, I remember she would always, because we went to sit the same college, she would always, like, sit in the front row and, like, watch you and, like, smile. And that just felt so good to, like, just see someone listening. Even if they're not connecting to it, who knows? I mean, it just feels like they are, and it just gives you a burst of energy. Yeah, Marissa's really good at that. Yeah. She is, like, and she's also, she's a sucker for a good guitar player. <laughs> she loves guitar. <laughs> Marissa, if you're listening to this, which you probably are, we're calling you out. We oh, know yeah. you. I know, know your time, know Marissa. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So I wrote this down verbatim, and I feel like people want to know, I want to know, how the hell do you write a song? Like, how the hell do you write a song? That's exactly what I wrote, and that's exactly the question I'm going to ask, because it feels like... I, I mean, I write, I wrote a song earlier today about my cat walking around. I think it was, how did it go? It was like, oh, my his, we call him Kiki Barra. That's like his nickname. And it goes, my name is Kiki Barra and I'm walking around. My name is Kiki Barra and I'm walking around. But that's the extent of my song creations. It's like pretty much exclusively about the cat. There's, an, there's another hit song I have called My Name is Taylor and I'm Stuck in the Airport from when I was stuck in the LaGuardia Airport for nine hours. But I've never been able to write anything as beautiful as what you write. So please enlighten me. How do you write your songs? Um, uh, I guess it always comes from kind of what I mentioned earlier when you're like finding chords that just feel good and feel right. And it's like, ah, oh. I think that's a lot of people ask like, oh, do you write lyrics first or do you write the guitar parts first? And I always typically write the guitar parts first and so it's like when you find those chords and then for my first album called Observera I remember I would just like I was new to living in Boston and I would just walk around all the time because I didn't really know too many people so I would just walk around the city and you just kind of notice things like you'd kind of I, I don't know I just felt a little more observant because I was like new to the place so I wanted to know where I was so you know you'd kind of like notice like the oranginess in the sky held hitting a building or, like, who is passing you by is just a really, I want to say, almost transformative time. It just, I think it made me a little bit more aware of my surroundings by doing, by just walking everywhere. And so, like, after that, and I'd, like, come back and I'd play guitar and I'd, like, remember those little small moments from when I was walking around the city and I'd just kind of, like, pair that pair of like lyrics that I came up from those moments with guitar and it just kind of worked. Yeah, the... The lyrics that you write, I feel like when I listen to them, like I'm be like it's either like somebody is like reading poetry to me or like I'm like listening to a story. Like I really love like your like your lyrics are so good. And I also really I admire you for just, you know, I feel like one of the things that I'm really bad at is observing my surroundings and just like being present in the world that I'm in with the mental health stuff that I deal with it kind of can get to a point where I'm like I cling to my phone for like 
comfort and I'm like, I'm just going to stare at my phone or like, I'm just going to look down and like, I get afraid to like interact with the world around me. And I, I, you know, hearing you say that really makes me want to try to like look up a little bit more and like interact with the world a little bit more and see like what comes of that. Because it just, I mean, it sounds terrifying to me right now because of how scared I am to just interact with the world, like with all that I deal with. And especially like moving to a new city, like, and that being like your inclination to like, actually like, you know, you know, you say that you commute. So like you kind of walked out of necessity, but like not, you know, not just retreating because you were in a new place that you weren't, that you're unfamiliar with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So who are some of your musical inspirations? Like where, where did you, like, what's your favorite, like, what's your favorite artist? I feel like I know the answer to this, but. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know I've talked a lot about uh, the Beatles just because I grew up listening to the Beatles and there's a lot of really good memories with listening to them. So I feel like they're kind of like my bass. And then my other bass is this guy named Sandra Lurke. He kind of, I saw him in concert when I was 16 for the first time. And it was just so inspiring to go see him because he was just like all over the fretboard playing guitar and just playing all these really funky chords and so he kind of inspired inspired me to like reach out like do something a little different don't just play some standard chords and just you know try try to make it interesting and cool so those two kind of I feel like are my base and you know I really like the Black Keys I feel like I get a lot of inspiration from them but Sandra and the Beatles are like kind of what set me off I think. I've heard about Sandra from you in like in the, in the past from you know every time we were at camp and I think I don't I really don't think I've ever actually checked out his music and I'm really gonna have to now yeah it's kind of weird but <laughs> yeah I love weird I'm into that <laughs> like, what's your favorite song that you've written what like what do you like to play the most or like what do you do you listen to your own music is that a thing <laughs> yeah actually especially when it like first comes out I'm like super jazz and it's like on Spotify and I'll like listen to it that whole day which might I don't know maybe that's lame but I get really excited and sometimes I kind of am in the mood for my own music but it's like I mean I listen to so many other people but sometimes I'm like oh yeah today feels like this kind of day and happens to be the music that I wrote I don't know maybe that's my ego coming out again I really like the song why oh why it's like a single I released like two years ago and it just, it like slows down and speeds up and has like a cool little guitar solo-y thing. And it's just like a three-piece band. We recorded it with just drums, bass, and guitar. But it just, I don't know, I feel like it gets kind of powerful toward, at the end. And I don't know, that's one I'm just really proud of.
Yeah, that is a good one. That's one of the ones I like too. So you so you said that you're in a band. Is your band Tori Silver and the and the and the silver dollars? Yeah. What oh, that's your... a good idea. I've been wondering if I should like incorporate another name into it. Because I feel kind of weird be like, this is the Tory Silver band. It just feels kind of weird. Yeah, right now it's just called Tory Silver, but who knows? I'm open to changing whatever. <laughs> Do you play with the same people like whenever you play shows? It has changed a lot. My first band that I recorded my album with, my first album, they both, since the bass player and the drummer had both moved to different states, and then one of my old roommates was a bass player for a while, but now he's not, and now I found a new bass player and a new drummer, and now I kind of have, like, two drummers almost. Like, there's two people that I play with pretty regularly, so, and, you know, it always changes. Sometimes it's just me by myself. How did you find those people in Boston? Like, when you moved there, did you know anyone? Uh, I just knew a couple people, but no musicians. It's um, Boston is really unique. I'm not sure if most cities are like this, but the music community is really tight knit and like everybody's like helping each other out, which is really awesome. It's really supportive. Like we go to each other's shows. Everybody like posts about each other's music. So it's a really nice community that I'm really happy to be part of. So that's just how I've met everybody that I've played with just through going to shows and meeting people or however, but yeah just through the community of how is how I've met my band that's super nice do you rehearse a lot before you go out like go and play that is a good question let me tell so last year I got this really awesome gig it was like a sold out 560 room capacity show we're opening for this nationally touring act yeah it was really sweet it was like something I'll never forget but my um drummer and bass player had never played together until the day before the gig and so the drummer his name's Kevin O'Connell and he's awesome he can just do whatever and my bass player was like oh are we gonna be able to do this we haven't all played together I'm like yeah we'll be able to do it Kevin's got it and so we all just met the day before the show and we just practiced and it sounded good so then we went and did the show so it just depends a lot of the times I feel like practices are rushed and yeah they're just the day before the show but other times we get multiple practices in before a show that's a little more rare but it happens sometimes and do you get nervous when you perform live no not typically yeah just the that really big show I was just talking about I got kind of nervous I was kind of shaking as I was going on stage but other than that it feels pretty natural and normal and good to be up there yeah yeah so um, what are some of the challenges that come with being a musician, any parts of making music? Like, what are some of the things that you feel like you struggle with? I think it's never really the music itself, but it's everything else that comes with wanting to be a musician. It's like promoting yourself. It gets really exhausting, like going on Instagram and always talking about what you're doing and emailing hundreds of people. And it gets exhausting, like staying out late. (laughs) And so just like everything that comes with marketing gets really stressful. And sometimes it feels like it's not actually about the music, but it's just about how many followers you have. So that's one thing I found have found that really has been hard for me, and I think it's hard for everybody. Yeah, I can relate to that as well with my work in podcasting. It's so first world to say this, but the Instagram stuff is so exhausting. Like, I like doing it sometimes, and sometimes I get super inspired. I'm like, yeah, this is great. This is awesome. I'm having your time. And then other times I'm like, I 
don't feel like it or like I don't feel emotionally up for doing anything involving Instagram today and like yeah like what you said where it's like sometimes it ends up feeling like it's not about the product and it's about how many Instagram followers you have and all that kind of stuff and like I get it like that's just the way that the world is but like it can be super discouraging when you're you know creating something that you know is super good I mean I know personally like I get into like some serious like low spots mentally when I'm like pushing and pushing and like doing what I can to create good content and like and it's just still not it doesn't seem to be where I want it to be yeah I know it's so tough and it's just like Oh, I, I, so, I know so many really great musicians, but it's like they can't always get gigs because like their their Facebook count isn't right. Like they don't have enough likes or they just, I don't know, it doesn't seem like they're like a popular band, even though they're like the most talented people I know. So it's, it's tough to see in other people too. It's just, yeah, it's hard sometimes. Yeah. Do you, when you have, do you have those low moments where you're just like, you feel discouraged about like because of that stuff yeah definitely I mean I recently released a single and it's kind of all about feeling like those lows once you get past it it like feels good again but it just and I know you never really know what's gonna like click like turn it on and off again but it's like once you get past it, it's like okay I can do this it's good again so it's just trying to stay consistent I guess which I haven't quite figured out <laughs> yeah yeah do you have a favorite like do you have a because you said that you did that one show where you were like it was sold out it was like the 500 something seat do you have like it was that your favorite show that you that you've ever played or do you have like a story of like your favorite show that you've ever played or like your favorite moment in your career so far hmm that was a pretty good one I think uh maybe I just played a show my last show I played it was in a smaller room I think it was like 50 person capacity so it was really small but it was really cool because when I got to the venue one of the other girls on the bill who put the show together she's like people were calling to try to get extra tickets and someone that I met at that show were like oh we just saw them on Facebook and we wanted to come and we saw it was sold out so we called the venue we're like please let us come and, and it was just kind of cool to be part of people wanting to come see this show and it was just like a really awesome like energetic crowd and Everybody was really just kind and like attentive. So there's just a lot of really good energy in it. So that was a really fun one. That's cool. Do you have, do you ever see a band and you're like, oh, they're going to have us clap or, oh, they're going to have us sway side to side. Like, okay. So, so Shine Down is one of my favorite bands. They're like a rock band. I've seen them. So I'm laughing because I'm like, girl, you've seen this band too many times. I've seen them so many times that like, I know all of their shtick, if you will. Like all the like, okay, like, okay, here's the part where they're going to have us shake hands with the person next to us. Do you have like any like showmanship things that you do? Or you just like go up there and you're like, here's my music. Here it is. (laughs) I hope so. I mean, I don't have anything yet, but I think about it all the time. I'm like, how do I incorporate like people clapping or something? I almost had something work out. The last show we did a cover and there's like this little fun, like, ooh, shalala and it goes on for a while at the end I'm like oh this is perfect we didn't really practice it as a band to like keep going so like I kind of like gave like my bandmates like this weird look which obviously didn't communicate anything and so I started to like do like and then it just kind of didn't really end well 
So I'm hoping next time it works out, we'll practice it. But uh, I don't have anything yet, but someday I'm crossing my fingers. <laughs> Audience participation, I'm here for Everybody loves it. <laughs> One time I was at the show and this girl had kazoos and that was awesome. <laughs> she had a bunch of kazoos and she like gave them out for this one part of the song where she's like, all right, this is the kazoo part. And then everyone and it was so fun. That sounds like, oh my God, that's amazing. I oh, would have yeah. loved that. Yeah. <laughs> so one last thing in the realm of like, you're, you know, trying to figure things out, you know, the business side. Do you have a vision for your career? I don't know. Maybe this is just me, but like, I have a vision of like, this is what I think I would love for my career to look like. And like, this is what I'm working towards. What are your, some of your goals? Like, what is a goal that you have for yourself in your career? Or what is your like ultimate goal of like where you want to be at career wise? I think I would, I would love to be able to do music full time. And like I heard, I think John Mayer lives in like Montana and he just plays music and lives in Montana and he tours every once in a while. So I think it'd be awesome to be able to just like live comfortably and like tour when I have new music out and then just go back home and play music on my own and figure things out. So I think just being able to do it full time and not feel pressure to like, I just want to be able to do it comfortably. That's my goal, I guess. That is, I, that feels like a really solid, very Tory Silver goal to me. Like, in, a, in, the, in the best way possible. Like, I, I admire how, like, I don't know, I have so many very frantic days and days where I don't know what I'm, what I have going on. And, like, I'm feeling really inspired right now, like, talking to you about all this stuff and, like, kind of being in the same realm of figuring it out. We're, I mean, we're both doing audio things. It's making me feel... Like, I'm not alone in figuring out how to live my dream, if you will. Yeah, definitely. And it's just funny, like, all the time, whenever I talk to anybody who's, like, a creative type, it's like, yeah, like, what your podcast is called, who knows? Nobody really knows what they're doing. We're all just kind of figuring it out. And Yeah, there was an episode back in season one where I, was, I talked to one of my professors about work-life balance. And one of the things that he said that I think about all the time is, like, when you're studying to be a nurse, you are like you go to nursing school and then you do an internship at a hospital and then you apply for jobs to be a nurse and then you are a nurse there is no like it doesn't really always feel like there's a really clear 12-step plan of like here are all the things I'm gonna do to be a musician or like to be a dancer or to be, I'm like, I mean, you know, there are things that everybody does. Like we send the emails like for acting or dancing, you go to the auditions, this and this and that. But like, there's so much that doesn't end up always being, even for me, like with my MFA in sound design, like that doesn't guarantee, like no one's like, oh yes, you have the right, the, like, the very right credentials. And I guess maybe even for, for nursing or anything that like seems to have a clear through line, it all ends up being about like, who the heck knows like who knows what's gonna happen yeah what is something that you tell yourself in like times of gosh I'm literally about to start singing let it be what is something you tell you what what do you what do you what do you tell yourself in times of trouble <laughs> mother Mary she usually comes to me sorry go ahead <laughs> go ahead <laughs> what are some things that you tell yourself in those hard times that I guess I just that I don't have to do this and I'm doing it because I really want to do it like if I don't want to do this and if I don't love it, 
I don't have to. I don't have to do anything that I don't want to do. So it's like when I'm really feeling hard, it's like I feel like that's when you need to like take a break and like step back and kind of reevaluate. And if it is something you really want to continue doing it, then do it. But just like it has to have a good balance. Like for a while, it wasn't very balanced feeling for me. So I like I didn't stop playing shows, but I kind of just like didn't play guitar a whole lot. I was just like just kind of doing my own thing again. And then I kind of, now I feel really good about it again. So I think it's just allowing yourself to take a break and figuring it out and not stress about it. Stressing is what I do a lot of when it comes to music. So, and as hard as it is, just trying not to stress or just figure out how not to. That sounds like advice that I need to take. The The idea of taking a step back and, and the idea that like, I don't have to do this. Like, this is something that I like doing. And like, those are good thoughts to to return to when you're navigating that figuring out this world of creating for a job and so specifically for the musicians out there if you had one piece of advice from your journey thus far to give to anybody out there who's on a similar journey in the world of music what would your advice be to that person or those people I think if you want to do music I think you just need to like this is going to sound so cliche and corny, but you really need to, like, go bigger than you think you can. Like, I think it's awesome when people reach out to, like, acts that you really like. Like, I've reached out to, like, I don't know, if you know Margaret Glassby, like, I've reached out to, like, bigger acts that people know. And it's all about, like, finding, like, go on their Facebook page and, like, because you can find in their about section, like, anyone's, any musician's Facebook page, like, who their managers are and who they book with. It's like, go ahead and, like, email those people and, like, just reach out. Just, like, never limit yourself to, like, where you can look and who you can email. Never think you're not good enough because if you want to pursue music, then that's awesome because not a lot of people realize they can. So if you can, just, you know, go big. Yeah, I that's I think that's great advice. Like, that's one of the things I do sometimes is, like, I am brainstorm all these guests that I want to have on the show, and I'm like, that person is, like, that probably doesn't even read their own emails, but screw it, I'm going to email them. Like, the worst that can happen is nothing at all. So, like, just do it. Like, just send the email. Like, nobody's going to, like, email back, how dare you email this email? I know, I know. Like, I emailed the guy, I don't know, there's this huge music festival in Rhode Island called Newport Folk Festival and it's like everybody knows it around New England and like they talk about it on NPR and it's like I mailed the guy that runs the whole show and he's like oh we're not looking for anyone right now but thanks for reaching out it's like even if you get a denial like they still email you back and like they you can kind of yeah it's like just do it and even if it's a denial it doesn't mean it's a denial forever it's I don't know you just have to find out who those people are. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do get kind of frustrated when I'm like, I send all these emails and nobody responds. I'm like, just, just tell me, just like, just literally if somebody just took the time, just literally typed no and just emailed me back, I'd be like, thank you. There's this one person, I won't say who it is, but I am so over her. I've emailed her countless times and I'm like, hello, I'm just emailing you back. I'm just seeing what you think about this. La, la, la. And then I like do that every so often. And I'll like write her like 20 follow-up emails. Nothing ever comes from it. I'm like, why won't you just say no thanks? That's all I want. <laughs> uh, it makes me so mad. <laughs> yeah. It almost sounds like we can't take a hint, but I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to keep emailing. Yeah. I'm going to email you. 
until you're like dead or something. I'm always gonna do it. <laughs> Maybe that's too far, but whatever. Oh my gosh. Tori, thank you so much for having this conversation with me. I feel like we need to talk to each other more and su like support each other more in our times of emailing. Oh yeah, definitely. I know we can be each other's support system. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yes, I'll like send send you the email and be like, I'm sending this today. Like, does this look good? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm totally into that. <laughs> yeah, it's so great to talk to you. Yeah. Thank you, so Thank much. you Taylor. It's been fun. Am I alone? No. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope that you got something out of this episode, whether it be some insight into the world of a musician or maybe even some inspiration to make some of your own music. If you do that, I would love to hear it. Send it over. We are so excited to hear your sweet jams that you create or anything that you create that may be inspired by this episode or just in general. We just love hearing about everything. We love you guys. And as always, we encourage you to have conversations like these with the people in your life. Maybe you'll meet a musician and be like, I heard this podcast <laughs> or, you know, with anyone. Because the more conversations like these we have, the less we feel so alone trying to figure out life and the closer we feel to those that we love. Learn about new things. Ask people about who they are and what they do. You may learn something new or get excited about something in a way you never thought possible. This conversation, similar to my conversation with RJ on the last episode, it was just so great to have a chance to talk to someone else who is doing what they love and trying to make their way doing what they love. It can be so stressful and feel super lonely trying to navigate art or, you know, creation or whatever it is that I'm doing with this podcast. I don't know what I just, you know, putting something out there that you put your heart into, it can get really scary. But talking to Tori seriously gave me a good reminder that I am not alone. And that just feels really comforting to remember. So if you want to stay up to date with episode releases or see cute pictures of cats, they are in abundance. Trust me, Claude is a star. And if you want to see those pictures, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Who Knows Pod. And we're also on Facebook at Who Knows. We feature pets on our Instagram story every day we release a new episode. So if you want to send us a picture of your cat, your dog, any animal, we love them. Send us a photo over on our Instagram and we will feature your pet on episode release days on the story. You can also visit our website at whoknowspod.com. And if you want to send us any questions, we can answer them on the show. You can email those to us at taylor at whoknowspod.com. Or you can send us Instagram, send us Facebook, send us Carrier Pigeon. However you want to get those questions to us, we will answer them on the show and it'll be magical. The best way to support us is to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you do leave a review, we will send you a button if you show us that you left a review. And also, you know, the old-fashioned way, tell your friends, tell everyone about the show. That will really help us grow this community. And it'll be magic. Again, so much magic. To support us even further, become a patron for as low as $1 a month for access to exclusive content and to help the show get better and better getting better all the time this episode was hosted by me taylor dankovich edited and produced by lynn barbera our intro music is by chris williams and our outro music and transition music is by tori silver who's also the guest of this episode coolest thing ever love it who knows who's out there but i love you you're magical and thanks for listening
never suck because you're the best. <laughs>